0: Hey guys, it's Riley, and we're doing a Mega Prize Pack giveaway here at the Star Wars Report. Giving away a whole bunch of books, stickers, buttons, collectibles. It's just basically emptying out the proverbial prize closet. Make sure you leave us a review on the Apple Podcast app, and then shoot me an email with your Apple ID for a chance to win this Mega Prize Pack.
1: The place for Star Wars news, features, interviews, and more. Then we can do something epic.
0: Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Please delete as appropriate.
1: The Force. It's calling to you. Just let it in. Well,
0: hello there. Hello there. Come here, my little friend. There's no way to say that line without it being creepy. Uh, Hey guys, this is the Star Wars Report Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Blanton. Glad to have you back on episode, what the heck is it? Uh, Episode 459 of the uh, Star Wars Report Podcast. We're back. It's a new year. Uh, A fresh start. And a lot going on in the world of Star Wars. Man, capping off Q4 and starting off Q1 to speak, you know, the corporate talk. Uh, with a lot of Star Wars news and projects and I'm I'm glad to actually sort through some of this stuff uh right now with my good buddy and yours he's Mr. Scott Ryfen. Welcome to the show, man. How have you been? Good, good, fabulous. Fabulous. We have,
1: we've not spent time together in about seven forevers.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh I know, right? It's it's crazy. I'm glad to have you back on the show uh for many reasons. Uh, not the least of which, I kind of want to get your take on all this Star Wars. All this Star Wars. I uh, hadn't that's heard. been is there a Star
1: Wars. There's happening? there's a
0: lot of Star Wars. There's a lot of different Star Wars happening. But mm. you know, I think um, before I actually jump into the news, because normally that's that's what we do a little bit, little banter right at the beginning. But let me actually ask you, uh-huh. what is your take of Star Wars at the beginning of this the year of our Lord? 2021 because we've got a new start with all of the uh, and we've spent the last few episodes trying to break down and, and 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 honestly failing miserably um to the the litany of star wars projects for D- disney plus all the high republic stuff that's coming out and now this week is uh, the big kind of hullabaloo is all the the gaming news that we've had uh where do you think star wars sits now as we're ramping up with the new content post-sequel trilogy
1: I think it's sitting in a better place than it has in a really long time. Yeah. Um, uh, You know, Force Awakens, I think, was kind of the peak of the last wave. And uh, we saw a little bit of downhill motion progress after that and a lot of internecine fighting. (laughs) (laughs) oh, never. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. (laughs) Uh, But uh, we do love our wars, don't we? Mm. Uh, But, uh, you know, Mandalorian, first off, has... You know, you're never going to get everybody on board. Just like Return of the Jedi was never going to get everybody on board back in the 1980s. Uh, but you you really have a sense of Star Wars being part of the larger culture, and that's to me that's when Star Wars is great. Hmm. It, 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 when I you know I don't know if you know this or not, but I have this little podcast called My Star Wars Story. Mm, yes. And when I'm interviewing. People say your age and that kind of thing. One of the things that comes up was, you know, you know, I was bullied and the kids on the playground because I like Star Wars. And but when when I was a kid, yeah, you didn't get bullied for liking Star Wars because everybody liked Star Wars. Yeah,
0: and mainstream. It,
1: yeah, it was everywhere and it was everything. And and with uh, the emergence of Baby Grogu, that has really <laughs> become the thing again. Mm. Uh, he, he's everywhere and everybody talks about him and everybody loves him. Yeah. And that, to me, is where Star Wars should be. You know, I mean, we love it, and we're dedicated, and we're diehard. It is. I'm
0: oh, sorry, I was uh, just going to say, it is kind of weird that, that of all things, meme culture kind of brought, <laughs> brought um, Star Wars back into the mainstream, like people that I know who didn't follow even the sequel trilogy after maybe the, maybe they watched the force awakens and then fell yeah. off, but like everybody knew who baby Yoda was. Oh yeah. Um, and, it, and it's funny, it's actually a product of, of internet culture. Most of which I think is just severely damaged star Wars as a brand and community. Um, yeah. uh, but it, it is interesting that it sort of rode that wave. Cause I, I don't think baby Yoda happens in a pre internet world in the same way.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it, I don't think he happens in a in a pre-streaming world. I mean, it, it really. It, I mean, you got the meme culture, but you really go all the way back to the first moment when mm-hmm. he first appeared at the end of that first episode of The Mandalorian, and none of us knew it was coming.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: And and when he when they first showed him, that you just radiated joy, and you went, "This thing is amazing," and we all, I think, immediately went. That's a Baby Yoda. <laughs> I mean, the name the name didn't have to be come up with. The name didn't no. have to be, you know, test marketed or anything. We all came up with it. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, and now you can go in a convenience store and there's Baby Yoda stuff. And you go to the grocery store and there's Baby Yoda stuff. And, you, you know, uh, it, it has reached that, that cultural boiling point that I, frankly, think Star Wars belongs at. And I know a lot of mm. people don't like that because, you know, it's, well, it's just for me. <laughs> um, but But really, well. you know, they always – you know the t-shirt, Star yeah. Wars is for everybody. Uh, mm. It is, and I like it when everybody's embracing it.
0: Yeah, and I think Baby Yoda is 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 the, f- I mean, frankly, the first time, I would say since The Force Awakens that we have that sense, which is funny because yeah. as we started this, my thought after all of these announcements in some ways is that Star Wars writ large had kind of embraced um, the fact that it had... Was moving comfortably back into niche territory that they were going to make different shows, different series to appeal to different audiences. That was kind of the sense I got. It was it was spaghetti on the wall. We're gonna we're gonna see what sticks. But you make a good point because that kind of falls directly against the the mainstream that, that Baby Yoda is in themselves. So it, you kind of bring a different perspective than I've had over the last few weeks as I've thought about I, the future of Star Wars.
1: I think they're doing all these different things to pry the door open and not mm. to not to narrow the scope any.
0: Yeah. How so?
1: Well, I mean, you have Baby Yoda as your entree. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, all right. Now, do you do you want to go to, to try this out? Do you mm-hmm. want to sample one of these? Do you have it? You know, the, you're suddenly being presented with a lot of options to immerse yourself even more, or yeah. not. Sure. That, and, and again, that's the great thing about a pop cultural phenomenon that reaches saturation point, which is there can be people. You can be as casual as you want about it, and mm-hmm. that means you got a Baby Yoda uh, iPhone case. Yeah. Or you can be as hardcore, which is you've memorized all the episodes and have won all the trivia quizzes. you know, <laughs> Yeah. And everything in between.
0: I like, there is a, there's an element of low barrier to entry, too, with The Mandalorian mm-hmm. that I think helped a whole lot. It wasn't, um, it wasn't Boba Fett. I think actually Boba Fett would have been a more difficult sell as a series, leading, yeah. leading off with it. So it is interesting that they make that. Um, buried entry so low, but there's a yeah. there's a litany, at, and and like I say, we haven't been able to even properly cover all of the projects that that were announced on the investor day, just because there was so much freaking stuff. And I think that's the case with most of you guys listening. Like, if you asked me to name all of the upcoming Star Wars projects right now, I don't nope. think I, I don't think I could do it. <laughs>
1: No, like, and the problem is if you caught up a meme about it, there's so many fake ones with all the <laughs> goofball shows. And you sometimes you can't tell which ones are the fake goofball meme shows and which ones that's, are the real that's ones. That's
0: true, right? Like there's <laughs> there's so many different ones. But that's but you know what? We're Star Wars fans. Let's even move past what's already announced and speculate about something that hasn't been, which means yes. let's hit the news. <laughs> we have something to report. So I have good news. Data brought to us by the Boston Spies. You
1: can
0: send a clear transmission.
1: There it is. Listen, listen! Mm-hmm.
0: That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Kevin Feige, Star Wars project. They didn't announce it. Um, in fact, the sort of big, I would say the biggest splash from a theatrical film perspective was the Rogue Squadron movie, directed mm-hmm. by Patty Jenkins, um, mm-hmm. with one of the more awkward teasers, I will say.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, flight suit, uh, landing I, strip, and rollerblades?
0: So I, I, I was there for the first two. <laughs> It was an uh, it was an unusual choice for the second. I wasn't sure how they maybe it was motion speed
1: speed yeah so, somewhere
0: was there was a workshop somewhere and someone was at a boardroom table pitching ideas and like walking's too boring guys we need to come up with something skateboarding no that's too much rollerblading fly
1: off <laughs> so what do you know and it's funny because uh, have you ever have you ever heard of uh, C McNair Wilson I'm not familiar
0: I have to say Scott
1: he is a former Imagineer okay and. Uh, He goes around – he's written a book called Hatch, and he goes around basically doing the corporate-speak thing where he teaches people how to uh, brainstorm. Okay. And one of the things – you know, it's kind of like improv theater. One of the things he doesn't allow you to say when you're brainstorming is no. Sure, sure. So you get the sense in that thing. Somebody went, rollerblades! And everybody's going, I can't say no. I'm not supposed (laughs) to say no on this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean – What's what's funny? I, in some ways, it almost distracted from what I thought was a good idea, which was like telling the, a, a sort of deeply personal story of why yeah. she's interested in making the a fighter pilot movie, and this mm-hmm. is just her chance to do it. But for Star Wars, so to me, that tells you you're like, like there's stakes in it. Um, you're yeah. personally involved, in that's encouraging. That's cool to me. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, but I say all that to say Kevin Feige's movie, uh, is was was that long rumored. But, you know, Deadline had a little update here, and that is that they have chosen the writer for the untitled Kevin Feige uh, Star Wars project. Uh, It's the dude who wrote Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And he's also the head writer and executive producer of the Loki series. Mm -hmm. And evidently, Disney's probably pretty impressed with the dude because they're bringing him on board to cross uh, franchises and write the Star Wars project. It's Michael Waldron. Um, but I'm not familiar with his work, but he definitely seems to be on the uptick at Disney.
1: And Disney, this is not a new Disney thing. This is a traditional Disney thing, where if they've got a guy that they like, they will put him to work. Yes. True. And... Uh, you know, Tony,
0: Tony Gilroy was kind of an example of that, I
1: think. Yeah, oh yeah, ways. yeah. They they will flat out put you to work. Now uh, apparently Michael Waldron spent a lot of time doing Rick and Morty.
0: Oh, interesting. So, well, yeah. Well, that's where he got, I guess that's where he cut his teeth uh, yeah. writing, and then he crossed over into the the, the Marvel world. But uh, yeah, it sources at Deadline that uh, that he's been set to write the new Star Wars feature film, and uh, will develop and produce for it for uh, Lucasfilm and Disney. This is just one part of the recent deal that Waldron signed with the studios that will keep him in business with Disney. Yeah, in business with Disney for some time. So, it's. I, I, but at the same time, I think sometimes Disney seems to want to. Their their pattern before was like, as there's um, hot talent on the rise in Hollywood, they're like, God, let's get that guy. And so yep. that's how you get a Josh Trank. They're like, Have or you heard Colin of this? Trevorrow. Or a Colin Trevorrow? Yeah, like you know, um, and. In, instead of just... And Solo is also an example of that. Um, yep. Uh, Lord Miller. I always say Lord Miller. Phil Lord. Chris Miller. Chris Miller. Thank you. It's hard to keep yep. the names. Right. But like the, those guys... The Lego movie, right? And yeah. Incredible huge. story. Everybody, Huge hit. Um, I mean, elevated the brand of Lego of all things, which you wouldn't think it's possible. But So, they're like, ah, we'll get those guys. And then, of course, it didn't work out so well in the production. And so, what did they do? Higher, all reliable, and uh, and that's how solo went. But I guess in this case, it seems like a, a continuation of that trend well, in some ways.
1: Well, yeah, it, it is. But you know, the the thing is, too, I, it, it's funny when they do that. It's they're not getting bad people, obviously, but they're maybe getting people that aren't necessarily a fit for the project because they just want to lock them up. It seems like
0: is there I mean, some there's something to somebody who just meets a deadline, right? Well, you,
1: yeah, but what is Lord and Miller's next big project? They didn't direct it, but they produced it uh, right after the solo thing. Uh, you tell me. Into the multiverse. Oh, really? An Oscar-winning animated film. Oh, no way. Yeah, so they're I mean, fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they're they're doing okay.
0: Yeah, it it does. It's a structure that previously, I, I think the creative structure at Lucasfilm itself wasn't as prepared for like hot young talent as they thought they were. <laughs> yeah, well, it hit chasing. Hit yeah, chasing. that's true, to some degree. So I, I think um, it'll be uh, – I definitely, for more than one reason, I'm very interested – of the new MCU movies, I know it's not Star Wars, the multiverse of madness is probably what I'm most excited for, if you ask me, like okay, of, of why? what's actually coming. Because I think the character of Doctor Strange – is who I'm most connected to when it comes to upcoming projects. And for that me, so for me, I like, uh, well hit me. Cause it, like, you're, you're with me. Hit me with like some of the, um, upcoming Marvel. we got what the Eternals, right? Yeah. Not familiar with them. I like, so <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, we've got captain Marvel two, yeah. uh, upcoming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember At what some else
1: some point. There's going to be a Thor.
0: Yeah, that's true. You know what? I'm I I I'm a fan There's, of Oh
1: Guardians Volume Three is definitely
0: ah you know what that would take together. the that would take the number one spot. But otherwise we have Eternals, Black Widow, we've got Morbius, and then Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh, and then um, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings.
1: And I got to tell you, hmm. I am I am about seventy five percent of a way, of the way through a complete read through of Master of Kung Fu. Oh, really? Shang Chi's okay. series from the seventies and eighties. And uh, I'll just say, if I can get through all one hundred and twenty five issues of that, I can do anything. <laughs> so. yeah. True, true. Um,
0: so, of those two, I, for for me, the the Marvel movies are best because of the characters mm-hmm. and because they get the characters right. Mm-hmm. And um, I really liked Doctor Strange's arc and Benedict Cumberbatch's portrayal. I thought it was it was really well done. A lot of parallels, yes, to Iron Man. Really rich spoiled guy loses his primary uh, means of comfort and meaning in life. Uh, yeah, goes off into the a foreign land and learns the lessons it has to of.
1: Be, well, he's really broken down. Both of them are just completely broken down, stripped down to their core, and have to be kind of rebuilt. Yeah, um, it's an no archetypal. In Iron Man's case,
0: yes, exactly. Well, I mean, it's an archetypal story, but it yep. works. Like the idea yep. of a man humbled and 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 understanding that you. You don't have the understanding of the world and you're you're not that great you're you're not you mean you're not yeah. uh you're not the true hero of a story until you actually go on that journey i guess
1: you ain't all that. <laughs> that's one
0: way of saying it. I was, yeah. to, I was trying to stay. I was trying to think of family-friendly ways to continue <laughs> the analogy. But, but the, no. they, but I and no. I and the parallel goes to to Star Wars as well. I think that's a, that's an important. I I I think that's one reason why in the, in the uh, sequel trilogy, the um as much as I'm a fan of, all, frankly, all three. I, I enjoy all three sequel movies. I know, crazy, right? But I I'll be the first to say that the character arcs. You're, you When it comes to the original trilogy characters we we miss that journey along the way where Where the mistakes were made, where the the pain the trials, the suffering that changed the characters, like in the case of Han and Luke, it was all like brief flashbacks or dialogue that just kind of fills you in on why everything happened and why they 're the way they are. And and that's not the same as actually witnessing the journey in the way with see look at this I brought it back uh, home to Star Wars with I mean, like was, Iron Man or Doctor Strange where you really see the fall from grace mm-hmm. um, in a way so
1: I'm just excited because Sam Raimi's back doing Marvel stuff that just oh, yeah that's true that's, probably, I, I, that's love, I love I loved his first two Spider Mans dearly so oh,
0: yeah no fantastic fantastic um, yeah. okay so uh, but let's actually uh, Scott. Mm-hmm. Hang, in, hang in there with me. All okay. right? I know you're not the biggest gamer. Um, I'm with it. I'm but here. But it's but it's uh it's been a week. It's been a week of of uh Star Wars gaming news. Um starting with the fact that they announced LucasArts. I I mean Lucas Games. <laughs> no, LucasArts is still dead, sadly. Rest in peace. Um, but they officially announced on starwars.com that Lucasfilm Games is now the official identity for all gaming titles from lucasfilm it's a it's a branding initiative it's a here we go it's a straight to the pr a name that encompasses the company's rich catalog of video games and its eye towards the future um the, the article on ign points that this is a similar move to xbox game studios and playstation studios both of which group multiple developers under a single banner all future Star Wars games will now see the Lucasfilm Games banner displayed and they released a pretty cool sizzle reel kind of showcasing some of the um some of the highlights of Star Wars gaming uh in the modern era which is i mean certainly been on the rise I would say but nothing mm-hmm. compared to like LucasArts in 2005 six, seven, like when they were really on a roll um, with with some of those games, but but I digress. Um,
1: I'm just I'm just hoping for Maniac Mansion two, yes. right?
0: That yes, that's the true, uh, that's the true sequel that we need, right? <laughs> uh, but so and the history is sort of it. Lucas Arts wasn't a thing until 1990, and that's when they rebranded what was at the time Lucasfilm Games. That's it's, mm-hmm. it's been like 30 years since they've used the brand um to Lucas Arts to really get into uh game development. So now they're kind of bringing that. Uh, back as we look to the future of Star Wars games, the what we know now really comes from a tweet, mm-hmm. as in as often seems to happen. But um, the one and only Matt Martin, creative executive at Lucasfilm, tweeted uh, that uh, it was right during the announcement of all the series, and so it says, "Man, I wish we could get this kind of content for for games at." Matt Martin and he was. He replied, mm-hmm. "This is the, this is uh, you know what sources have told me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scheduling. Listen, I will schedule a live YouTube show to reveal <laughs> that, <laughs> <laughs> that, that <laughs> Lucasfilm inside sources, and by that I mean Matt Martin tweeted that he was really excited for the future of video games. That there were a lot of. It seemed he was in, basically implying that there was a lot of projects in the hopper." Um, which only makes sense. Um, the current things that we know, and I just kind of wanted to do an umbrella where we are with gaming because I've also kind of Scott jumped this the, into last year and this year with Fallen Order has kind of got me jumping back into Star Wars gaming and uh, yeah. Battlefront Two. Well,
1: um, you know, mm-hmm. I, the, from a game perspective, I mean, I I understand a lot of people are not real happy with the the Battlefront revival. Mm. It's it, just
0: there's a, there's a whole story there. I will mm-hmm. and actually you know I do this sometimes and this is the thing on the podcast because Star Wars fandom is so there's such a depth to every little rabbit hole you can go down that like <laughs> I, I realize that when we're doing the show like for you guys listening you may be the biggest fan of the EU and have read every single book whereas I haven't. In, in my case, I I'm not the hugest um, uh, books guy, but mm-hmm. there, there are different areas that we all sort of can. There's this whole buffet of Star Wars. So, big picture. I realize I shouldn't just jump into some of these stories without a little context. So, here's the sort of context, Scott, for both you and the listeners. Because the interesting thing about gaming and Star Wars since the Disney buy is obviously hyped. Because EA spent buku's of money to get the exclusive license to produce Star Wars video games. Big freaking deal because the idea of one game studio in the industry having the exclusive rights to something like Star Wars kind of unheard of. So, Battlefront uh one launches big success. Um, it people uh loved the design. It was criticized for a lack of story mode and mm-hmm. some lack of content, but they really were trying to get next gen like PS4 era graphics. Into the handful of worlds they had. So, there was, within the gaming community, some grumpiness, but still largely considered a very successful game. Mm. Battlefront 2 is the most hated video game in internet history, with the worst (laughs) launch ever. The (laughs) record for the most disliked Reddit post ever. Which was when they, because of the way EA was handling... What was transforming as a business, the business practices, literally the corporate decisions were yes. flying in the face of the gaming community. I don't know if you know this, yeah, Scott. but Having
1: to pay for different content.
0: That was the idea of yeah. pay to win. Um, yeah. Specifically, the, what they're, they called it the loot crate system or, or mm-hmm. the crate system, what uh, loot crate of This brought to you by. Um <laughs> But that's sort of the, the that, that's not where the story ends, though. Here's what's fascinating is because the developers, the actual quality of the gameplay and the visual design of Battlefront 2 and frankly, the story of Battlefront 2, where they added a whole story mode where you can play and uh, learn all about. Uh, oh, my gosh, my my poor brain. Inferno Squad. I got it. Go. Go I ahead. really had to reach there. I don't know why I had that brain fart.
1: I should have known that because of the book.
0: Type. Yeah, the yeah. whole the whole idea of um, Inferno Squad and learning about us, you know, special operators that you know survived the fallout of the second Death Star explosion, and you know, it, it's some really great characterization, incredible story, but it, it was the freaking loot crates. It like it's the so it got so bad at the time there was reporting that Bob Iger personally was like calling meetings with ea directors and saying you're damaging this brand like the yes. ceo of not lucasfilm disney ah. saying that like it's beca- the fact that this entire game is becoming a meme on how you know corporate uh, video game studios are just out for the for Scream. your money yeah. um and 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 thus uh it just became a kind of cataclysmic failure and sales numbers were not great um, and they they stripped before launch even happened. They stripped the entire system out of the game, Just stripped and just released it straight. And they're like and, and an apology of, hey, sorry guys, it wasn't well, enough. Um, it was deaf to their hardest core consumers, and they were not listening to them. And what the kind of interesting thing is that that they turned the page literally. The developer mm-hmm. team, it's a it's probably the greatest comeback in video game history well, as well. Fallen order. Not Fallen Order. Oh, Literally okay. Battlefront 2, every few months, they would release updated content. Oh, gotcha. And new, new, every few months, they'd release new levels that you could play, new elements, uh, new heroes that you could play as, and they just kept developing and bringing more and more of the Star Wars universe to the game, including all the old levels from Battlefront 1, and then playing as... The the final update they did was the Clone Wars one, where you could play as Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi. They brought in the Clone Wars actors to do all the voices. Um, nice. and, and so it basically kept the game alive and playable and the player count after like almost a year or two, the game was almost dead. And the player count for multiplayer just kept rising, rising, rising because of years of dedicated work from the developer, uh, the people who actually built a great game to the begin with. And then the corporate decisions kind of screwed them all. I feel really bad for like the de- actual like developers who were designing this beautiful Star Wars game and, and they, all the lessons they learned, they took into Fallen Order, which is now sort of the the big hit of, and people love Star-
1: Fallen Order. It's like the biggest hit in, in Star Wars video games almost ever. Um, yeah. And the and the tie in comic was actually good, which is rare when they have these games. Yeah, when they have tie in games tie in comics for the games are usually pretty not
0: good. Yeah. Um,
1: so but I say the Italian comic was good.
0: So we're sort of, we're, uh, and, I, and that's a lot of background, I know, but I think it helps illustrate where we are now, which is, I think, on the cusp of a lot of potential. And I think the, l- the fact that they're launching this Lucasfilm Games is an indication of they realize that, oh, we're on the cusp of something really cool.
1: I was surprised <laughs> that they launched it with no real unannounced product. I mean, I thought that they would yes. do that and say, oh, and by the way, here's our new Cadillac, you know, yes. which they didn't do. Um but, but I will say I like the idea. I like the move because it makes it, it – it gives the feeling that Lucasfilm themselves and story group people themselves are taking a little more of the reins on this thing and kind of driving the boat a little more. Now, I don't know if that's actually what's happening. Sure. But it's the perception of, of what's happening. And I think that's – that can't be anything but good for the brand.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think that's um – that's where we find ourselves now after Fallen Order. The games that we know or that are strongly rumored that are unannounced is um the Fallen Order sequel. Mm-hmm. It's it's happening. Like everybody's it's 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 pretty much confirmed. The the other game that is confirmed that's coming out probably around May is what I'm hearing, and they haven't announced an official date, is Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Get hyped. Yeah. Um <laughs> my favorite and- Star Wars video game series.
1: <sighs> Unironically. It's, it's- it's probably the last one that i played through to completion (laughs) that's fair uh well that and rebel assault 2 but you know
0: yeah that's that's fair but then actually (laughs) earlier earlier today Mm. uh rather than me saying it i'll just i'll just play this audio just take a take a listen take a little listen here
1: That's it. That's all the indie stuff they gave you. That's
0: the just not even just a little just a little hit of that John Williams crack. Just a little da 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 da. <laughs> that was and the whip crack. Literal crack. There we yeah. go. Um but nope, from Bethesda, uh that is the official first official announcement. It's not a Star Wars game. The first game to come out under this umbrella is um a new Indiana Jones game, but they didn't even release the title. Come on guys. No. Um, straight from star Wars.com in major news for fans of the cinematic icon. Lucasfilm games announced today that a new Indiana Jones game will be swinging our way being developed by the award-winning studio machine games and executive produced by the game industry icon, Todd Howard of Bethesda game studios. The game will tell a wholly original standalone tale that is set at the height of the career of the famed adventurer. And while a few details surrounding the indie game have been revealed, Patheta Softworks released this cryptic teaser, which is literally just sort of a desk with uh, leather bound, mysterious books, and it pans over, and you see, as the John Williams music plays, the. Uh, it's actually kind of clever because they put they they hid the logos of the of the studios, Machine Games and Lucasfilm, on various items on the desk, an old camera and a typewriter, and then it pans over. Sure enough, there's the uh, there's the hat, there's the fedora, and picked up and right underneath it, the whip.
1: Uh, there's been a strange inability to sustain kind of a I don't want to call it an Indiana Jones EU, but they really I mean there have been a lot of attempts and it's 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 had. Little tiny successes, but it's never really, you know, no action figure line that has been tried has really been successful. Um, They did a novel series that did middling. Mm -hmm. Uh, They tried to restart a novel series after Crystal Skull. They did one book and called it a day. Yeah, Um, The comics aren't, nobody's, there's no Indiana Jones comics right now. Uh, It's one thing that I really want to see more of. I want to see them really nurture that property uh, the way I know it can be nurtured.
0: Yeah. And I think if there's a studio to do it, Bethesda is the one to do it. And again, I'm not even a huge gamer, but like the titles that mm-hmm. they've worked on, um, the biggest ones being like Doom Eternal, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, like yeah, it's it's biggest. a trip it's a triple A studio that's definitely has the resources to make a fallen order in the Indiana Jones universe. Do you they know, get I don't... do they get Harrison Ford to voice it? I bet they could. If they threw enough money at him, <laughs>
1: I bet they get David Collins. Uh, Yeah, there you go. There you go. It's easier.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And probably not quite the same, uh, the budget for uh, the old Harrison Ford. Although, you know, maybe they could just trick him and be like, we've got a lot of ADR for the movie. (laughs) We need you to come in like three weeks straight to the voice booth. We just need you to grunt.
1: (laughs) If you said Indiana Jones at the height of his career and then harrison board uh, now so yeah, so, now although you know they could use that that uh audio deep fake stuff that they used on uh there luke and the mandalorian <laughs> so yeah that that's good that's true that
0: is i mean his voice it sounded weird to me i'm not even gonna lie the, it, the voice oh, itself it definitely great. i mean i was like that can't be mark hamill it doesn't sound like and i was like wait a second
1: it's like young Mark Ham.
0: Yeah. So it's good for uh, official. Uh, and then Fallen Order. Here's a little Easter Easter egg as far as gaming. Fallen Order, they just announced EA uh, literally today that uh, they are re-releasing um, and upscaling more or less the uh, Fallen Order for the PS5 and the new Xbox Series X. So... Uh, the, the, just updating the graphics and making it uh, playable and all beautiful for the for that platform. But that's that's upscaling the next the, the next Indiana Jones games and whatever the probably Fallen Order two will be the first like AAA titles that land on the on the new gaming systems with like their crazy processors and all that nerd stuff. You know, I'm okay with that. You like like you do. So I'm excited uh, for the future of Star Wars gaming, and I I think that there's a lot of announcements to come. There's been so many freaking Star Wars games that they've gotten far along and canceled. I pulled up this article.
1: Literally, I was going to suggest. Oh yeah. Why not? Why not? Un, it, with a new start, why not unearth thirteen thirteen? That's what I was going to say, man.
0: <laughs> it's they did so much freaking work to develop it. Um, yes. They, they got far along. Like you can go on YouTube and see like cinematics from the opening of the game. Like it was oh, yeah? you know, a test early version of it, but um 1313 but like just to name a few they had they got pretty far along with uh, Dar- a Darth Maul game mm. tentatively called uh, Battle of the Sith Lords is going to be kind of Darth Maul in the underworld uh project ragtag which is going to be like an uncharted uh in Star Wars Dead Space was going to uh uh the developer of dead space, which is visceral games was in the middle of it. And then they closed down. Uh, there's a freaking battlefront spinoff that was rumored that that was then canceled, uh, because of all of the hullabaloo with battlefront two. And it wasn't like a proper battlefront three, but they kind of took a lot of that developing, uh, muscle and spun that off into squadrons down the road. Um, but they wanted to release kind of a mini game, uh, spinoff of battlefront. I could totally see them picking something like that up with Mandalorian content, um, that would be cool. There's there's so many freaking uh games, and of course I'm sure the the Fallen Order two announces. So I'm hyped. I'm excited, Mister Scott Rife, and I gotta I gotta touch base with you on something we talked about last week. Okay, okay. It's Galaxy's Edge. You were just there. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. You, you know it's kind of my <laughs> life has gotten to the point where you could say that about any time and it's true.
0: Mm.
1: Oh, you were just a Galaxy. Yes, I was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah that's true that's fair i um uh I in fact i finally been cleared actually this this upcoming weekend uh me and my hey. wife savannah are heading back to the parks for the first time since covid um uh, that
1: is that's the last time we hung out wasn't it
0: i think so At i Galaxy's think it was Edge. i do believe it was because um we just got approval to head back uh this coming weekend finally uh Based off of military orders, literally couldn't. <laughs> it's forbidden from going to Disney. <laughs> wow, but that's like how it works. That's uh, be, literally the era of coronavirus has 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 played. Obviously, industries and families, and uh, you know, it's a well, whole thing.
1: But I'll, I'll just tell you from a coronavirus perspective. I've been to Disney now mm-hmm. three times and Universal once yeah. since July, and have not gotten sick.
0: That honestly, like hearing your, you talk about it and then Aaron kind of talk through what they're doing. Um, Cause we're, we're fairly, me and Savannah are pretty risk averse, generally speaking to mm, this yes. kind of thing. We take this stuff pretty seriously, but like mm. seeing, seeing the kind of measures that they're taking and especially like if you're willing to stay outdoors and eat outdoors and get takeout, like going through the park and with a plexiglass and the spacing and everything, it's pretty safe. So I'm excited. I'm, uh, yeah. I mean, but that's neither here nor there. I, I this is not, the show is not about my Disney trip. <laughs> Although I would I would literally talk about it. I'm freaking hyped to have Oh, back. I'm sure. Um but the uh last week we kind of touched on this briefly with Mr. Mark Kuhlman, but I want to get your take on these rumors that have been swirling about bringing in uh Mandalorian characters and maybe retiring sequel trilogy characters from Galaxy's Edge. Do you think it's going to happen?
1: Um they're they're not going to not capitalize on the popularity of Mandalorian. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, uh, you know. If and, and I saw that rumor, and most of the time I just kind of dismiss a lot of these rumors and say we'll just sure. see if it happens. It happens. Uh, but in this situation, it makes sense. Um, I don't know that they retire the sequel characters outright because I mean Kylo Ren is a major part of Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, and Rise of the Resistance is a masterpiece. It wasn't open last time we were there. Yeah, uh, with you. Um. In fact, in fact, you know, we were we were we had a plan to go to we were going to go to Disney the day after your wedding. Mm. That didn't exactly happen. No. Uh, so, <laughs> in fact, uh, the the uh, uh, the Morrises were also going to go that day. Yeah. So uh, I figured that probably was going to be a meetup of some sort. But uh, it, it we went in July every, I'd say we probably went on that attraction three times in July. And you know how hard it is to get on there. We mm-hmm. got a, we rode it three times. And we did it twice in December. Oh nice. It is just uh Yeah. It's it's mind blowing and it's it's one of those things you can't get enough of. And it is very immersed in sequel trilogy. So I, I think what you're gonna see, and I could be wrong on this, yeah. But you know, they created Galaxy's Edge to be kind of a place at a moment in time in the Star Wars universe. Yes. And I think and so it's supposed to be kind of a living, breathing place at this exact moment, very much like Harry Potterland, and I think mm. that's where you know it kind of came from, Diagon Alley and all that.
0: Oh, for sure. The more I think about it, the more I've I've you know been immersed in Galaxy's Edge, the more I realize how how much Disney was was thrown the gauntlet with um, yeah. all of the Harry Potter stuff at at Universal.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing: none of that is forever. None of it's gonna be forever. Nothing Mm. at Disney World is forever. When you think about it, yeah. And uh, I, I, they're not gonna not capitalize on that thing. And you want to tell me that they might have an opportunity to have uh, a little uh, animatronic Grogu with a cast member dressed as Mm. you know Din Jaren, yeah. And have let let guests interact with the little animatronic Grogu and they're not going to do that because they're locked into a certain era.
0: How do you think they would, because you're a big Disney guy, how do you think that they would actually make that transition into like bringing in other characters from other eras? Practically speaking,
1: I think they just do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't think, you know, I think at some point you kind of say to heck with continuity, you know, to heck with the timeline this makes sense for the guests, and that's what we're going to do. Hmm. And I don't I don't think there's going to be a lot of reverse engineering about it. I just think they're going to, boom, here you go, this is it.
0: And I think um, uh, that, I mean, a little, a little critical, a little critical here. Okay. But I think that this only makes sense because of the the failure to deliver the enormously high promises that they made about what Galaxy's Edge would be initially. They were, um, they were selling, they didn't say it outright, but they were selling a a near Westworld experience where you yes. enter this park and you become a part of this ongoing story. Um, yes. And I think yes, that they because they, that's an impossible based on what just practically speaking where they are now is impossible to deliver on those high expectations. And so at some point you got to think, well, we we should actually incorporate what, People want, and that is freaking Baby Yoda.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, the the thing about Galaxy's Edge, as far as immersing yourself in it, is there are a lot of cast members who will play with you as much as you want to play. Sure, yeah. Um, But it also kind of takes a little bit of an education. You know, you, I think, were the first person I saw who had the Cole Horton Ah, uh, Galaxy's Edge Traveler's Guide to Batuu, and uh, when we were there in July, I uh, it was it was actually available before it was available in paper so you had it before me but i had it before a lot of other people yeah. the kindle version was available and uh, and i bought it while we were down there and used it while we were on property yeah and it was enormously helpful in helping me kind of play along Mm. with what was going on it taught me the phrases it taught me you know the the, the little tree that's over there with everybody's wishes tied to it and what that was and you know what the areas of town were and why they were there Mm. and what the gold dust is and um it it really helped me be able to communicate with with the cast members in a way that said hey yeah i'm playing i'm immersing myself in this with you um and, and they kind of they need that because they don't really know how far to go with everybody. Mm, yeah. um, so I, I think what you've got is a situation where they they kind of primed the pump for you to kind of be part of an ongoing thing, but at the same time they didn't really give everybody the rules to do that. Yeah, and uh, and that's why I think Cole Horton's book is really important if you're going down there, uh, if you really want to immerse yourself in Galaxy's Edge. One of the things we did in July was uh, I told my wife I said we are going to get up tomorrow morning. We've got a reservation at the studios, and we are going to go at the rope drop, and we're going to go straight to Galaxy's Edge, and we're going to stay there until we're done. <laughs> and we're just going to stay at Galaxy's <laughs> Edge all day. And we're going to explore, and we're going to talk to people, and we're going to learn how to talk to them and interact with them. We're going to be Star Wars people for the day. And uh, it's neat, but I, I will tell you, everything that you said about that kind of being an ongoing adventure, that's what Starship, I think, is going to be. I think oh, that's yeah.
0: what the, the cruiser is going to yeah, be. Yeah, the Halcyon, as they're calling yes, it. The, the, halcyon, the, freak- yes. the freaking um, uh, this virtual Star Wars cruise, <laughs> essentially. Yes. Uh, and I think that is what they're going to try to roll this capability in. It only it only makes sense. Um, yeah. That, that's that's, that's gonna where you can go from here.
1: Like a port of call at Galaxy's Edge, which I think is kind of neat.
0: Yeah, and they definitely have used that concept and the idea of maybe having a dedicated entrance to that part of the park. Yep. I'm excited. And that construction's well along. A lot of mm-hmm. uh, canceled construction projects at Disney, but not that one. They've been rolling e- along, yep. so I expect an opening date sometime next year. But, but yet, well, sir, I think it is time for some uh, Boba's Bounty.
1: He's worth a lot to me.
0: As you wish. It is Boba's Bounty. You know, where we talk about things in Star Wars that we've been doing. Reading, uh watching just things that uh, get your goat going as a Star Wars fan and we want to tell you about it and ladies and gentlemen I want to tell you about Light of the Jedi Mm. I am now
1: you're going into High Republic I
0: did go to in fact last week this was actually literally last (laughs) last week's pick but I am I'm I'm sticking with it I refuse to stop reading this book
1: (laughs) that doesn't sound good (laughs) That's I, not a ringing endorsement.
0: Last week, I was very excited. I, I had kind of a ringing endorsement last week. The first third of the book is sectioned off as the buildup to this great disaster. Um, mm. and, and each chapter begins like uh, 17 hours until the, before the incident. Uh, four days before the incident. And it kind of hops around the timeline and introduces these different characters and uh, different moving pieces. And there's just this sense of imminent doom it's freaking awesome, and and that's where I was last week. Mm. And then there's this week, and I got past that point, and then I realized there are approximately uh, 247 characters that I need to keep up with, and I don't know who the hell anybody is, and I'm about to quit another Star Wars book. I found myself. I told myself I would be better. It was a new year. I was gonna. I was gonna stick with a new Star Wars fiction project. I was like, I, it's it's this whole thing. It's a multi year plan. Yeah. There's all these comic books. I, I wanna. I want to appreciate and give a fair shake at the relaunch of of a new era in Star Wars. And I was and within a chapter or two after this whole first third of the Charles Soule, great writer, the first it third it ends, and then I just kind of realized, oh crap! But the <laughs> the story does not end there. My dear Scott, yes. uh, I was on, and uh, a big plug and a shout out uh, to uh, our fine Patreon supporters. I was doing our uh, monthly hangout yesterday, mm-hmm. catching up with some of the guys, and uh, I was talking about the do, this, this. Do sp-
1: I not pay enough for that? Is oh is yeah, that I,
0: the problem. I, I, your invite got lost in the mail. It's like it's, <laughs> that's the excuse, That's the um, that's the uh, Bothan High Council tier, sir. Ah, so wow. uh, if you want to be on the Bothan High Council uh, you're going to have to, you know, you have to toss in a little little more. yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but I was, uh, you, you can, a, go to Patreon so you can listen to it. Uh, okay. and, uh, patreon.com slash showers report. But it, I realized I was kind of talking through it and I was like, and i it kind it, it sucks. I came on a little strong and, 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 uh, uh, Joe, I, a long time listener to the show was on and he, he was like, but you loved it so much last week. <laughs> you can't give up now. Um and and I and so I deci- I decided to stick with it. And I bravely sat down last night in my comfortable bed and I cracked open like page 203 of The Light of the Jedi by Charles Soule and I he- <laughs> held in my left hand my phone and Wikipedia and continued <laughs> reading. <laughs> <laughs> and when I was like, "Wait, which one is Avaros? Which one is the what were the two Jedi who are the?" And I literally would just when I couldn't remember a faction or a character, I would just pull up the old Wikipedia and reference like the concept art that they've released of these characters so far, mm-hmm. and it really did actually make a difference. So I'm sticking through. I'm it is a bloated book it is so far so far i'm sure the action will probably pick up again in the third act i'm sure but that's where i am with light of the jedi and i will freaking make it my boba's bounty every week (laughs) until i finish this book wow (laughs) and that ladies and gentlemen is my review of like the first half of light of the jedi
1: (laughs) i'm gonna wait i'm gonna wait to hear what you have to say about the rest of it before i move on it that's fair that's fair
0: um yeah, so you're not uh, – how how sold are you on High Republic? Be honest.
1: Um, I'm I'm not that jazzed about it, mm. and it saddens me because I've always liked the big sprawling thing. I remember several years ago when they went, we're not doing any more of these big sprawling multi-book <laughs> yeah, remember. sagas. Remember that?
0: Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. And then
1: all of a sudden, here it is again. I'm like, oh, cool, they're doing this. But I guess – and it's totally unfair for me to do this, but when they went, this is the Jedi at their peak, I went, Oh, so who cares? Uh, you know, it's it's like uh, in, in you were just – when were you born? 91. 19, Ninety-one. Okay, so you weren't even alive when this <laughs> happened. Uh, but in 1986, mm. DC Comics hired John Byrne to revamp Superman from scratch. Yeah. And they did that because one of the problems they had was Superman stories weren't compelling because he was too powerful. mm so they had John Byrne kind of depower him a little bit here and there, and uh, you know I don't want to see the Jedi at their peak strength. I want to see the Jedi getting their butts kicked and then overcoming it. Mm. So I, you know, and, and I'm sure at some point they'll get their butts kicked, but just starting at the premise of these guys are at their best, eh, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a the villains are the part that actually kind of turned me around a little bit. Good. Uh, good. In this, and and they don't introduce them until the first act is complete. Um, th- and so that's it, It's very much like the, the there are, it's like a uh, 114 pages of uh, imminent building up to this disaster where it sets up Eesh. all the characters. And so when the villains show up, they're, they're these, uh, anarchist marauders. And it's like an interesting idea in the realm of Star Wars. It's a little Firefly ish. It's a little, little bit. Uh, I forget the name of the faction, but it's kind of, it reminded me of that. Um, yeah that faction from Serenity and Firefly. So anyway, uh, I, I am actually excited to finish it. And you know what? Honestly, it's like, I have so much goodwill built up from Charles soul's work in the Marvel comics. Yep. That's a big part of what's making me stick to it. So there you go, guys. Uh, Del Rey, if you're listening, I hope that was nice enough. They sent me a book <laughs> and now I'm just, <laughs> it, and I'm just chronicling this emotional journey right here on the air. But you know what? Get- An honest feedback is better than BS. And so, <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, How about you, sir? Boba's
1: bounty. Sorry, that was a my, long one for me. <laughs> no, no, no. My my Boba's bounty. I bought two days ago. Okay. Uh, I was in the bookstore, and out of nowhere, I just happened upon Star Wars Unlock the Escape Game. You know, escape rooms are all the rage.
0: Okay. And
1: uh, they've been lately making home escape games, and there is now a Star Wars home escape game. What? Yes. Uh, so I have it It's got three different stories that you can play. Uh, I have not even cracked it open yet because I want to wait and gather a crack. Uh, I want a crack squad. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. got to have the strike team assembled. Yes. And uh, but so I, but I'm really looking forward. To it. I'm really yeah, I keep turning the box over in my hands, just looking at it because the art's great on it, uh, and the potential is just like it's it's almost like the build up to Christmas.
0: Mm.
1: You know, yeah. I just I'm really excited about being able to get a group together and play it. Uh, and hopefully that will happen soon but anyway Star Wars unlock the escape game is this
0: how does that even work is this like a digital is this physical what it,
1: there's an app for that it's uh, it's in a box and there are things in the box that will help you solve the puzzles but there is an app that will kind of I guess give you the ultimate determinant as to whether or not you've solved the puzzle
0: gotcha gotcha that makes sense
1: yeah Damn. well Mr.
0: Scott Rifen. yes sir I think that's gonna wrap up another episode Oh, no! Of the Star Wars Report podcast. Ah,
1: huh. well, I guess, I guess I'll talk to you again in another couple guess, of years, yeah, huh? I guess,
0: right? <laughs> when was the last time we had you on the show? It can't have been that long. Has it really been? My gosh. I don't know. It has been. It has been a... I don't know. How, how many pounds ago was that? Uh, go, well... I, <laughs> go follow at Rifen. Uh, see, Scott's pretty incredible... Uh, fitness journey that you've been on last
1: last february to now uh i've lost it 98.8 pounds my god so and uh, my peak weight i'm 108.8 down so
0: my god that's and all crazy I'm gonna tell
1: you is i just keep nudging our boy steve glossin and going you know if i did it you can mm. if i did it you can there you go come on
0: so, so um and it's it just cycling man that's your thing right that's
1: what you've been up uh, to Eat less, exercise more. Yeah, crazy. Uh, but, but I'm on the bike a lot. I was on the bike like uh, between March and and uh, the end of the year. I was on like 1,900 miles. So you're gonna run the wine and dine half with me? Uh, I'll, if there's a bike portion of it, I'll do
0: <laughs> it. I can ride my bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> we could just like steal one of the medics' bikes. There you go.
1: <laughs> I'm all for it now. Let's do it.
0: Uh, That is uh, a wrap on this episode of the Star Wars Report podcast. This has been episode 459 featuring the great Scott Rifen. Check out my Star Wars story. Great podcast of which I've appeared on. Interviewing uh, fans of all stripes about that galaxy far, far away. Uh, Mr. Scott, any plugs that you want to give for the good people listening to the podcast?
1: A uh, hundred years ago, when I was last on the show, I was probably working on the same episode of my Star Wars story that I am currently <laughs> working on. Uh, there, there are some editorial issues with it, but I am—I swear that there. Over Christmas break, I spent a lot of time working on it. <laughs> but uh, it's just—I I get really, really picky about that thing, and I really like it to be right.
0: Yeah, I and you, yeah. Uh,
1: I spend a lot of time on an episode, and probably probably in an OCD way that's not healthy and probably <laughs> could be aided by some form of medication. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it, it, there's one coming and one right behind it. That's what I'll say.
0: Oh, nice. Nice. Good to yeah. know. Well, stay tuned there. And then also, you would know, i throw out a shout out. Um, something I really appreciate you did last year. Last year, I really enjoyed the um, uh, kind of informal roundtable you did over on Geek Out Loud with Steve on the, the Empire Strikes Back. 40th. Oh, how
1: great was that?
0: Yeah, that was a great lesson. That uh. was a that was one of the better pieces of Star Wars podcasting entertainment last year. I can I can say uh, that with confidence.
1: That was one of my favorite nights ever podcasting. No offense, Riley Blake. Uh, no, listen, I, I it was one of my
0: favorite nights podcasting. I wasn't even <laughs> on it. I was just listening to it. So I just like you know I like to uh, uh, go to it plug. It's on the Geek Out Loud feed. Oh, uh, you Steve, a bunch, bunch of great folks that were on that. So Shaz. Yeah. So um, make sure you check that out. Hey, stay in touch with the show. Uh, follow us at Star Wars Report for Twitter facebook.com slash Report. you can also shoot us an email Report at gmail.com especially if you're I'd love to hear from the gamers because I know Scott and I like we're, we're I'm speaking as an outsider amateur when it comes to Star Wars gaming so <laughs> I'd love to hear what you guys are most excited about and, and looking forward to in the world of Star Wars gaming um, shoot us an email Report at gmail.com Dot com. You can also head to uh, starsport.com slash iTunes. Or if you're listening to us in the Apple Podcasts app, just shoot us a rating and review. We do appreciate you helping us uh, with the show, sh- spreading the word, getting the word out. Even if it's not just the rating and review, just sharing the, the podcast with a Star Wars friend of yours really just helps us out. Um, hey, I'm going to do a shout out now. I forgot to, like as we were recording, I'll tag on with the beginning of the podcast so you'll have already heard this. But I'm going to remind you now. I was just the crazy world of podcast editing. Uh, the awesome Star Wars Report emptying the prize closet uh, giveaway. Uh, I have one of those, like, uh, if you go to Walmart, like, the medium shipping boxes. It's like a foot and a half by foot and a half. Rough. I have that full of Star Wars crap that I've got. And, I, I mean, Star Wars gems that I've got. Gems. I have actually i wrote it down at the beginning of my show notes scott and i still missed it in the proper show itself i have them in the mega prize pack uh copies of the of master and apprentice with my notes in it from when Ah. i reviewed it so you'll see random things uh underlined etc uh that's the paperback that was last summer's kind of beach read or poolside read a uh, copy of Most Wanted by Ray Carson, Princess Leia by Claudia Gray, Thrawn, Chaos Rising by the one and only Timothy Zahn. I've got Baby Yoda stickers, buttons for the shows. I've got. I didn't even put in the. I've got an It's a Nap pillowcase. Oh no! Nice. What the hell? I an It's a Nap pillow. It exists, and I have it, and it will be in the mega prize pack. All you have to do is leave us a rating and review on iTunes, and then email us your uh, Apple username stars report at gmail.com and uh, you'll be entered to win the star wars report mega prize pack. Pack, pack 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 uh so yeah again uh leave that itunes review if it's the apple podcast app it's really easy just go in swipe left and leave us a rating and review and then email us stars at gmail.com until next time folks thanks for supporting the show shout out to all you guys supporting us on patreon and, and just uh, appreciate you for listening to the podcast and being a part of our Star Wars family. Almost said story, but that's taken.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, huh? Well, yeah. it's not like you'd be the only one who stole it. <laughs> exactly. Ba-dum-pap.
0: <laughs> <laughs>